You're listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper, a podcast about how to become a better and more successful yoga teacher. With Anastasia Shevchenko, the founder of the Berlin Yoga Conference, and Nadezhda Gapova, founder of Yoagna Yoga and Nonstop Yoga Festival. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper podcast with Anastasia and Nadezhda. Hello together. So today, the episode three, the topic is networking and getting to know your yoga community. It's a very um, important topic and very, very uh, extensive. You could really speak about this topic um, many, many hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope that we can at least hit some of the important issues with this uh, short episode. Yes. Anastasia is now getting more and more knowledge about uh, networking and I would like to listen what do you think why it's so important sure we we've actually prepared an outline for our episode and now is the time when we would introduce you the topic and talk about the benefits of having a community but before we do that I wanted to just really quickly um, give you some background personal background of Nadezhda and me, um, where we come from in terms of this understanding of networking and being a part of a community ourselves. So Nadezhda, do you, um, do you have like any experiences, like maybe some, some, some insights of your personal journey of how you had to learn the importance of networking that you would like to share? I have a lot of examples of how it works where I haven't uh, even imagined that um, this connection, this person will bring me a um, big change in my life. But for example, one of these, um, I, I was on um, exhibition and um, there were a band playing and um, there were people I know and then we get introduced. And then after that... Um, from one of the musicians, we were meeting um, each other for some, I don't know, coffee. And uh, he was very interested uh, about that I'm doing yoga. And I, at that point, I was searching for a place uh, for, yoga, uh, for yoga retreats. And he said that he knows very nice place. Um, that's a retreat place, uh, very close, 30 kilometers from my city. And very nice place and beautiful garden. And he wanted to show it to me. And it was 2011, I think. And then since 2012, I'm coming in this place um, four times a year giving my retreats at Pauenhof, uh, close to Duisburg. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I never, like, by connecting to this person, I never thought that it will bring this uh, change. But it's one of the examples how it can work. This benefit, sure. And I am personally coming from a background of the kind of, being the kind of person that I really dislike the idea of networking. <laughs> <laughs> so just making... Um, connections for business and professional reasons made me feel very uncomfortable I didn't understand how it works and um, to be honest I didn't even like to go out so much and be social in the first place I just preferred books to people <laughs> but uh, you know there is a lot of change that happened um, lately because of the Berlin Yoga Conference and because of maybe some processes psychological processes that have to do with becoming older and more experienced in life <laughs> where you realize it networking is not that bad and being a part of your community 
an active part of your community is very, very, very important for a variety of reasons that are not only professional, but also that have a more personal character. Uh, and this is where we would like to talk about the benefits of having a community. So having a community helps you on a variety of levels, like we already told you. First of all, it, community is about sharing. It's about exchanging ideas. It's about providing information that could be useful for both parties. Like in the case that Nadezhda told you about of meeting this guy who was a musician, who's not really connected to yoga in any way, it was still um, useful for Nadezhda to meet him and to get a tip for a really good yoga retreat. Another good benefit of having a community is the sense of comfort and support that it provides. So on a human level, you feel one with other people and you feel stronger, therefore. You, in the times when maybe you're not feeling so good, you still have this community where you could come and you could be a part of something and you feel like you're home, even though maybe at home not everything is perfect. What exactly. do you think about that? Yeah, that's... Uh Exactly the same that what my students also say that they like to come to the studio, yeah, because they can relax, they know the people are, have the same intention, they can just let everything outside and be with themselves. And um, also, this is uh, sometimes when we do some meetings, yeah, that we are not only practicing together, but drinking tea and talking or doing something else. And that's one of the small part of the community, how you can use it. Yeah. And then, of course, networking and teaching and business opportunities is a very big, um, important reason why you should embrace um, being a part of a community. This idea of either building your community or maybe joining a, a community that is already created. So um, now we're going to just uh, go more in detail about these benefits of having a community. And we would like to start with this idea of getting to know important players in the industry. If you really want to start and do your networking with a plan, just not by occasion, then maybe you can think about uh, in what region you want to play. So are you more local or are you more um, global? Maybe you want to go other uh, cities or even countries. So out of this idea, you uh, know in what region you are searching for. Um, so if you are a local um, there, there is um, a lot of interesting ideas that you are in your city, looking at your city with the other eyes, uh, with the idea how I can collaborate yeah, with this. And it shouldn't be uh, yoga. It can be everything. And you are now very creative and thinking, how, what benefit can I bring to this specific place? And what, benef uh, play, what benefit this place can bring to me? And how we can make this win-win situation? In this point, also, uh, you can just find new work opportunities. I mean, for me, it's always uh, like a... Um, picture in my mind a very wise man sitting and writing a wonderful book where the maybe how life works it's written down everything how to be happy on something like this but he never goes out with this book so at some day he will die and the book will die with himself it's very important to think about this and to go out with the idea 
even if you created something small, um, when you show this to the world, then it can profound, it can grow, it can bring something for the society. Otherwise, yeah, it will just die with you. Um, for me, I'm also very similar to Anastasia, that I'm more uh, sitting home and prefer books to people. And it was really my motivation, how I motivated myself to go out and to share what I'm doing, because sometimes you think, wow, what I do is just a small thing. Maybe nobody wants to do this, but you just go and try. Don't think about this. So um, going and telling people you're a yoga teacher uh, um, is very important because in some situation where they will hear something that someone search for other person or there is some opportunities, they will think about you and not about other person and they will contact you. Definitely. And so speaking about uh, a more... Um, goal-oriented networking you can definitely think of how important it is to go and meet people who are actually working in your industry so in the yoga industry that includes people who own studios other yoga teachers uh, so your potential colleagues uh, what usually happens is when you're a new yoga teacher you don't get opportunities to teach at yoga studios if the person running the studio doesn't know you directly there, there is no trust yet. There is no relationship. So for you to get into that place to teach would be to know one of the teachers and to jump in and sub their classes at the time of need. And this is really valuable, of course, for the studio owner because they get to know you in action. They can really um, learn about your teaching methods and how people react to your classes. And then they would give you more opportunities to teach if they see that what you bring is very valuable for them yeah that's uh, the i think the best way for the uh, young teachers to start to teach to be a uh, substitution first and um, for this you need to know yoga teachers who need substitutions yes and you should really change your mindset from this thinking of competition to collaboration so don't see other yoga teachers as as a threat see them as an opportunity first of all you can learn from them and you can observe them and and you can gain valuable insight about your own practice and your own teachings that you could use to your own benefit and advantage and second they can provide you with work opportunities and vice versa I would like to challenge you and tell you something that, um, in my experience, is very much the case, even though it might sound very harsh, but please bear with me. I would say that the secret to success, to, to being um, the kind of person who gets lots of opportunities and is able to sustain themselves working in whatever industry they choose to work in, is not about how you do things or how much you know, but it's about who you know. Yes, so hence the connections are very important. Matejda, would you like to uh, share <laughs> your, your ideas about that sentence? How does it make you feel when you read that? I mean, first, it kind of sounds really harsh and kind of negative, but if you think about it, if you really think back about all of your experiences in life and how the world really works, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, the, I mean, that was what I was talking about before. If people don't know you, they can't connect uh, to you. So uh, we are for all connected. Yeah, we are breathing the same air, and the separation is just uh, more the illusion. And we separate each uh, ourselves 
just in our mind a good job for oneself to realize that um, connecting is very important how can other person trust to me if he doesn't if he doesn't know me so um, you can make the way of um, trusting you more easy through connection through showing yourself and through uh, telling what are you doing so how do you join a community? How do you become a part of a community, be it a local community, so based in your locality in terms of your neighborhood, or maybe a, if you take it a bit bigger, like your own city, or speaking about a more um, global international perspective? How, how do you become part of the community? My way, um, one of the ways I, I like personally, is of course to build a community I really like, like to connect to people who I, I like, who I respect, who are inspiring me. And it was also the same situation with Anastasia, where I saw what she's doing and I was thinking, wow, it's a very interesting person. I really want to know her and um, to know more about her. And then I just wrote her a personal message over Facebook. And there is also some situations when other people were connecting me in this way and we had a wonderful co collaboration together. And I have to say that um, I also a long time had a kind of blockage to do like this. And mostly I was um, staying back, not doing this. So you can write a personal message, ask your question, maybe ask to meet if it's possible. Of course, you can go to the workshops of, of these people, if it's yoga teachers, and um, learn them there. Uh, especially it's um, for the case when the person is very busy and booked and he will not have time to to meet with you personally. But uh, uh, these workshops, you can ask uh, for some questions. You, you can just show you. I have like four or five main teachers in my life. And with all of them, I'm really making a connection that we not only meet in a like workshop, but also I can ask a question, I have a more close relationship that I can really learn more. Yes, and of course, the, the busier and the more influential the person is, the more you would have to try to offer something of benefit to them as much as possible, so kind of like a gift before they would even listen. <laughs> so a lot of people, especially in the yoga, are very friendly and very nice and they're very helpful and they want to help their f fellow colleagues and someone on the way. But uh, sometimes it's the case that even though they're very friendly and, and, and very helpful, that it's just practically speaking, uh, they're very busy and they filter out people very harshly. So if you want to be heard, what you could do is offer s uh, something that is of value to that person. So sometimes what is of value to that person is asking a very intriguing question like Nadezhda. She probably researches the person well, trying to understand what they're about, their background. And then she asks a provocative question that shows to that person that she invested the time to understand who they are and what they teach and what makes them special and unique. And this is very valuable. It's a, it's a gift. So it doesn't have to be necessary something like, hey, d can I do like an interview or do you want to be in my podcast? Sometimes just um, investing the time and trying to see that human being that you want to connect to and showing them that you did that is, is very valuable. There are so many ways to connect, to show your respect, to ask really questions what are on your heart. It's mostly attached to the other people, but also sometimes you can offer 
your help. For example, if you like this uh, teacher, you can invite, uh, and you know you have some contacts in your uh, city, you can invite the teacher and um, make a workshop with him. And mm -hmm. this would be a wonderful opportunity to you, of course, to learn the person. So there are really a lot of ways to collaborate. And of course, you have to think not only what I can get out of this person, but also <laughs> what I can give. That's, that's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> So um, going to other people's classes, so let's just say that you are maybe going, you're thinking about uh, your local um, place where you teach uh, and practice yoga. So if you're, for instance, we're in Berlin. If you're in Berlin, you would want to pick a couple of yoga teachers that you really like and respect and you go to their classes because by doing that, you see what they do and why they do it. You see how people can teach differently even though they have the same yoga method or sometimes you go out of the yoga method that you were taught in and you're trying to get some insights from other yoga methods or styles sometimes you can develop creative ideas about sequencing just by observing how other people sequence their classes you can get inspired for your own practice in teaching by by receiving a really inspiring yoga class And if we speak about, you know, a situation where you're traveling, for instance, it's always really cool to go to different cities and different countries to see how people practice yoga differently. Because um, the truth is, is that people do practice yoga very differently depending on what city and depending on what country, because uh, different cities, different geographical uh, locations have different history of how yoga developed in there. And some cities have uh, more dominant yoga styles or more dominant yoga personalities that really set a certain tone and a certain influence on how people practice yoga. And this is why it's very valuable to go to other people's classes to see how it's done differently in other places. But also you can go to the school that you like and try to visit a class of the director of the studio and just practice and show by your presence like what are you doing after you can come and connect and say hey I'm also a yoga teacher and I'm actually searching for substitutions possibility to work at your studio that's a great way to connect because the the owner has already seen your practice and then maybe this person will be more interested to um, give you a chance yes yeah don't send your resume it doesn't work these days you yeah. have to show your face so another way of how you become a part of a, a local or a global yoga community is going to an event where there are many teachers, many uh, yoga industry players and people involved. So an example of such an event would be like something like Berlin Yoga Conference, if we're talking about Berlin, but because it's a conference that is an international and has many teachers from Europe and the US, it's kind of like uh, serving the purpose of international yoga events. So it's not local only, it's also more global, but, um, you know, a conference, a festival, um, a, some kind of trade show, an expo, a kind of event that really foresees a lot of people and a lot of mingling and a lot of different classes that you can take, again, speaking about the importance of taking other people's classes, but also just meeting people after class or during class. <laughs> you shouldn't be talking. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, just like getting coffee or getting like some lunch 
just talking to other people in these circumstances, you will for sure find very valuable connections. And funny enough, I believe personally that you always meet the people you, you have to meet. It kind of works like that. There is this universal paradox or law or whatever you want to call it. The, the people that are the most valuable for you at that specific moment in time will show up. It's just you have to be there. That's you have true. to you have yeah. to be present there. Yeah. If you stay at home then it would be more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you cannot ask for help from the universe. Be like, hey universe, can you give me this? Can you give me that? Can you give me another thing that I really wish for? And just, you know, stay at home and sit on the couch. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, but more seldom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean unless you have a very strong power of manifesting and you just sit there and imagine mm. and then it just comes to True, but most likely, you know, uh, that's not the case. So and you got to yeah. do your work for that. And for this way, I would suggest if you're really going to an event uh, uh, with a purpose to connect, to make the connection, then maybe for you it's good uh, before you go to the event to think what kind of people you want to yeah. find. Yeah. Basically, like not very, but a little bit. Like, like to set an intention. Set an intention. Also to think what you like, how you want to present yourself, what you like to say. Mm -hmm. And then for me also, I'm not that very like... Um, People say I'm, I'm open, yes, but it, I have to go. I have to, because I'm more, uh, how do you say Introvert. It? Introvert, exactly. Yeah. So really, I try to switch in another mode of myself and just going to the people and just try start the conversation. Yeah. So preparation is really uh, valuable. If you go into a really big event uh, and you have, you know, you pay like money to be there, you are probably coming with a purpose and a goal and you want to meet specific people. So really make a list, prepare your event beforehand and don't forget to bring your business cards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there is also, I don't like people that really you, sometimes you see they are coming and just giving you your card and giving to a lot of people and you don't really see that they're interested. Yeah. yeah. That's also the, the um, other side when yeah, it's that's too not much. authentic. Not authentic. That should stay like you really connect people you like who yeah. are interesting to you. Maybe if you read the. Um, program of the event then you can already think oh this and this and this person i really want to speak to mm -hmm. so you go to their class then you ask questions you try to find out if there is some connections and of course you should speak to just people who came there because sometimes there are some very often very interesting people who are also the visitors yeah, and um, they they can be wonderful con connections so it's a combination of planning but also being open to the possibilities and staying friendly and thinking quality over quantity yeah another very good aspect of thinking about the community is uh, what we already talked about a little bit, this idea of having creative collaborations. So we just talked about this specifically like a yoga event, but um, also think of just, you know, going to places that you want to be a part of because of your other interests, because of your friends that are involved and always having your business card with you in the wallet and just being open and friendly to meeting people because you never know how you could help each other, be it like low-key kind of 
like just exchanging information or be it like, you know, that person giving you an opportunity to teach a yoga class at their company or at their educational institution that they own or are involved in. So you, you really n never know. You should always uh, try to use an opportunity of going out to meet a couple of people just for the sake of connecting and then things can happen. If you're locally yeah, uh, doing something or in your special city where you want to have some collaborations, then just go through the city with the open eyes and, and uh, think out of the box. What can you do? How can you collaborate? Maybe you will see a wonderful exhibition place and then just walk in and ask if they want to give a, have a yoga class there. Um, but it's um, just as a small idea and um, there are shops, there are cafes that maybe want to give some yoga for breakfast. So there are plenty of ideas. Just stay open and willing really to give, to help uh, and to share. So how do you sustain your network? How do you sustain your relationships and how do you become and stay an active part of a community, an active participator? So first would be showing your support for the people that you love and respect. So when that teacher that you have a relationship with and that you really like and find inspirational comes to your town to give a workshop, then show your face. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, even on a local level, if you have a colleague who is um, giving you lots of opportunities by allowing you to sub their classes all the time, go and visit their classes once in a while and just show your face out of respect, out of love, out of friendliness. Because sometimes that's what you have to do. Even yes. if you don't feel like it, even if you feel like you're busy, it's very important to do this. To take care of your connections. Yeah, foster mm. your relationships. So um, all relationships need to be fostered. You always have to give something to a relationship for it to continue. And over time, it naturally develops with more trust and more desire to help each other. If these persons you are connecting, you are visiting, are not really close friends, they might forget about you. And this is one of the way like to be on the people's mind that they remember you that they think on you when if some if there is some occasion when they can need your help uh, that's also why you are yeah. visiting other uh, events other people classes yeah and i mean if you really like your friends <laughs> you just do it out of love sometimes out of um, just being a good friend Yeah. Just like you would show up to an important event that they have, like a birthday party. Mm -hmm. you, you show up to, to their event, like a very important workshop that they're giving, something like that. So another aspect of having a community is this kind of like more meta idea of general life satisfaction and a sense of purpose. Having relationships with people who are like us and who make us feel comfortable and Uh, respected and understood, cultivating true connections with others give us this sense of meaning and a sense of purpose. It kind of reminds us why we do this, what we do, for instance, teaching yoga, and uh, it shows us the positive feedback, the, the positive effects of our work and of our passion. 
And this is the common way of all relationships, how they work in the life. That just is supporting, that uh, is exchange for me sometimes uh, when I'm, I don't know, have a lot of maybe work and I'm not that inspired. Just go out and meet people out of my communities, bring me some new ideas and some new ways of solving problems. So that's can support that's love that's a f family in a big way which naturally brings us to this issue of you know when you feel stuck in your yoga practice and your yoga teaching when you don't feel uh, the motivation to do it for yourself to do it for your students this is a really good time to come in <laughs> out of your house and join the community again because that would be a, a source of inspiration for you and it will help you to, to see things in, from a new perspective and uh, maybe get inspired by someone's example. You can just, to motivate you to practice, go somewhere else and help you start your own practice again by visiting a class. But uh, what I like most, not, not about practicing yoga, but um, by other practices, is to have someone, my, a body, practice body, and to share the practice with this person. For example, every day, every morning, write down three things we want to manage in this day. Uh, so kind of doing a plan for the day, and then you write it in the morning to the body, and uh, the friend is answering to you. And then in the evening, maybe you share what nice experiences you have, what you learn through the day, what uh, you're grateful for. That's a wonderful practice. Of course, you can do it by yourself, for yourself. But when you share this with someone, it's much more easy to keep up going. Yeah, because you're accountable to that person. Yeah. So not only you're accountable to yourself, which with some, some of us, I mean, most of us, <laughs> just disregard, okay, yeah, whatever. I, I said that I would not drink the, the second cup of coffee today, but I just feel yeah. so tired. But if you tell someone else, okay, for, for sure, uh, this is not going to happen, then you, you, ha you are held accountable to that. You, you're kind of responsible to deliver on your promise. That's how it works, yeah. So we have some learning takeouts, some questions that you can answer for yourself. It's a lot of questions. <laughs> five, now I see five. <laughs> the first question is, what stops you from going out and meeting people? So what is your inner boundaries? Hmm. Usually what stops us is um, this feeling of vulnerability, being open to others. Um, being afraid of showing our face and, and becoming a public figure. Like it's so much nice. easier to be privately, uh, <laughs> just, you know, to, to be at home and just to do your daily tasks and not show your true self to, to people on a deeper level. And also to yourself in this case. You yeah. are not showing your true self. This question is very important just to write down what really stops you because when you once saw it, then it's more easy to work with this and to overcome. The second question. Who would you like to meet and befriend in your community? Yeah, that's a planning. Planning of how you want to uh, create, what, what, what do you want to have in your community. Third one is how big is your network and how could you expand it? So kind of a research that yeah. you're thinking. And remember that your network is not only the yoga people, but also people outside of the industry because you never know what connections could bring what opportunities. 
The first uh, question is, who are your most important connections and how to uh, foster these relationships? So this is speaking about the idea of, you know, not n it's not only about getting to know people, but it's sustaining those relationships. What them. I heard also, it's more for business. And uh, what's very nice if you, for example, a yoga teacher and you have people who are coming to your class, maybe once a year, it's nice to think, or if you have a program, you can see what persons were most on your class, or maybe some persons are just uh, making uh, some advertisement for you by themselves because they like your class, so that you can give uh, some some present to them or some maybe just say thank you yeah. for... Uh, acknowledge them. Yeah, acknowledge them for supporting or for coming to the class and being so yeah persistent. Persistent and loyal, because yeah. loyalty is quite uh, unique these days. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And the last question is, how can you help others? What can you do to make uh, your friend's life better? So your friend, we use this term more generically. It could be your colleague or it could be a connection of yours that you find valuable and that you want to do something together with. So the, the, this is what we talked about, these gifts uh, when you approach someone. And collaborations, you really have to think about uh, this idea of People, most of the time, do something only when they receive something. So if you just come to someone and demand things or ask for things and you don't have a strong relationship with that person, the best way to do it would be to approach that person and offer something to them. Was a wonderful, I think, like wonderful topic. I would love to speak to about it in our next episodes more deeply. And the next one, the episode number number four, is uh, finding your perfect yoga offer, teacher trainings, workshops, retreats, holidays. So it means that where can you um, develop yourself as a person, as a yoga teacher? How to find uh, your way to develop yourself? Sure. And that would also include uh, a yoga conference, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And Thank we will you so be much. happy to speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper. With you were Anastasia and Nadezhda. Feel free to connect to us over our web space, yogateachershelper.com, over Facebook and our email.